Hi, I'm Jewel Tice Williams, and I'm here with Uncle Earl on the radio show, The Underground Experience. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, how you doing? This is Uncle Earl, your host, captain, and DJ of the Underground Experience, and I'm here with a community spotlight moment. There are staples, there are communities, there are staples in the community, and I have an amazing woman. She is a historian and founder. First of all, we all know and love Jules. Catch one. <laughs> I was a frequent flyer myself back in the day, and it is an honor to be in her presence. She is also the founder of the Village Health Foundation, which was founded in 2001. Her name is Jewel Tice Williams. She's a graduate of UCLA and Samuel University. Ms. Tice Williams was struck by the growing prevalence of HIV AIDS among her patrons, family members, and friends. She became an active participant in organizing efforts to 
curb the spread of the disease, including serving as a founding board member and board president for the Minority AIDS Project. Ms. Tice Williams continued to serve those affected by HIV AIDS as a board member and supporter of AIDS Project Los Angeles, while also supporting other community efforts such as Imani Unidos Food Bank, continued to serve those affected by HIV AIDS as a board member and supporter of AIDS Project Los Angeles, while also supporting other community efforts such as Imani Unidos Food Bank. Ms. Tice Williams' passion for promoting Good Health. The Village Health Foundation was born and established in 2001 as a 501c3 organization, and I'd love for you to hear from her. How you doing? Good morning. Good How are morning. you? I'm Uncle wonderful. Earl. I feel blessed and highly favored to be in your presence. Thank you. The privilege <laughs> is mine also. <laughs> and I'd love the listeners to really get to know who the woman really is. Could you give us a little history, like where you're from originally? Sure. And if I get uh, too involved in, in giving too much detail, please let me know. Oh, it, I don't think it'd be too much. <laughs> All right. I um, am number five of, of seven children, uh, born to parents that were uh, from the South, Arkansas in particular, sharecroppers, corn, uh, cotton pickers, typical of, of the 19, early 1900s when they were born. They were either one or one and a half generations removed from from slavery. So that mentality of doing whatever it took to survive um, with outside forces and, uh, you know, such as segregation and tarring and feathering and just, you know, killing uh, African Americans in general. Um, mindless killings, mindless killings. Um, slavery, you know, working long, hard hours in the field uh, with, with no, little or no compensation except for maybe a little shack where you and your family would be raised. Um, my dad, when, when my uh, oldest brother was six or seven, um, knew that he didn't want that for his son and his other three children that, that they had at that time. So uh, one of my uh, aunts, who was my mother's sister, had already migrated with her husband and one child to Chicago, and they would write home and, and uh, tell people about the schools and all of this magnificent things, all these magnificent things that were happening in the South. place. Yes. <laughs> so I call it the first of the... the two migrations that, that my parents had. had. So it was the, the Promised Land was initially around um, Chicago. My parents ended up in Gary because of the steel mill that was there. My dad got a job there. And so that's where I was born. Uh, the, Gary, the, Indiana. Yes. The first of, of the kids that was born out, outside of the South. Uh, we were in Gary for four years when uh, World War II uh, was going on and uh, a couple of my older cousins and a couple of my younger uncles were drafted into service and some of them ended up in the Navy first training in, in Virginia and then being transferred to San Diego 
California for the um, shipping of, of them out to Pearl Harbor and other places in the South Pacific where the war was going on with Japan. Did they, did they survive? Yes, they did. There were no casualties of, of, of the war. Uh, in, in respect to dying, there was casualties in respect to injury yeah, to the to the soul and, and spirits mm. of what it is, and I was saying all that to say that, that a couple of them, more than that, probably three or four, all of them that went, I did come back with, with drinking problems to not to contribute all of that to the war, uh, you know, but it did happen. So then the next call out to say, that, you know, the real promised land is not in Chicago or Gary, where the snow is up to here and okay, the wind right. chill factor is down to there. <laughs> you got to hold on to a rope. Hey, that's all I'm saying. So it's like, no, I'll tell you where the real deal is, okay? And the palm trees are here, and yes. this is the promised land. Yeah. It hasn't snowed, it doesn't snow, it won't snow. The temperature rarely gets down in the 60s, let alone below 60 yes. and below zero to 60. <laughs> and uh, so then my mom's family came from, from wherever they were. Mm -hmm. And she had probably nine, eight or nine surviving brothers and sisters then. And they all came from places like Oklahoma, mm -hmm. more from Arkansas, uh, St. Louis, and places like that. And all kind of converged on on um, San Diego, mm -hmm. my uh, uh, one of my cousins that was there, he had gotten uh, a house for for his his folks. It was a two bedroom uh, house, a total of four rooms. Period. Uh, one bathroom, and um, uh, there was twenty three of us staying there at one time. Mm -hmm. And this was before In we one got house. Yeah. And uh, and then we uh, and then we arrived with with our seven or eight more <laughs> on to that. Um, the village game. Yes. <laughs> yes. And uh, slowly but surely, in in time, with uh, you know, we all uh, the the different families were able to purchase their own homes. There wasn't anything. You know, like renting, you know, we're mm -hmm. talking about the 1940s thing, and there wasn't apartment buildings for rent, you know, with places to rent. And, but while, and that, while we're at that age, something was interesting to me that I read about you, that you mm -hmm. had an entrepreneurial mind mm -hmm. at the age of nine. Oh, oh how yeah. did that happen? <laughs> it, it came to me, you know, that... Uh, that well, uh, first of all, I was working in my, I, I got uh, a one day every other week job at my uncle's store. Okay. He had a, a 
corner of a uh, grocery store. He was also in the service, and they gave him the GI Bill mm -hmm. and all of that. And he exercised his by by opening a uh, uh, a corner market. Mm -hmm. And this was prior to uh, big uh, chains like uh, Safeway was the first one to okay. open in San Diego that I knew of. But it was all the corner grocery stores mm -hmm. then. Mm -hmm. You know, there was no chains or right, markets. Right. So we did, you know, what the what the markets did and subsequently with automation and slicing bologna and putting it in packages mm -hmm. and all that kind of stuff came about. Wow. But when I was doing it, you know, we got a big roll of, of bologna. Yes. And <laughs> someone would say, I want 25 cents worth of bologna. And you'd mm -hmm. ask them how thick they wanted it sliced. Right. <laughs> you put it on a slicer and you gave them whatever they wanted exactly or it's close wanted. to you. Well, mm -hmm. this is 23 cents, not 25. <laughs> is that okay? Or you want me to put another slice right. and that'll take you to 27 cents about? <laughs> so this was the way that that, that whole deal uh, went down. Too. Wow. It's, uh, wow. That's, with, amazing. Um, That's amazing. And everything, you know, the beans and the rice and all that was in bins, and you measured it and you weighed it. Mm -hmm. And uh, one of the other very strong attributes that my mom's family displayed was uh, the God given ability to do math and arithmetic mm -hmm. and have an eye for engineering and structure and that. It was almost like, okay, looking back on it, like um, the Egyptians that built the pyramids exactly. and whatever. And, exactly. And having inherited. Those mysteries of the world. Yes. Had, mm. Having inherited, uh, you know, some of that from, from those ancestors and that too. From mm. my mom who had like a third, a third uh, grade education mm. and, and in the South, hit and miss between uh, picking time, picking cotton times, or growing this or growing that times, mm -hmm. was brilliant in math, as were her brothers and my cousins and us kids. You know, we weren't so brilliant because we'd gotten watered out a little bit from <laughs> one generation to the, to the next. <laughs> But we could still do pretty good with the adding in our heads and, and multiplying and all that and did uh, well in school. You know, my dad, who had made him and my mom together, I'm sure, had suggested to move from the South in the first place. It was about the kids. It was about us kids. And, and they were very, very serious about, about us um, putting ourselves in position, at least, mm -hmm. to, to be a part of the American dream. Yeah. amazing that I mean it's not am so amazing it's just apropos that you are at the position that you're at right now I mean you've been through so much you you know since since doing that you have worked as a maid 
You've done customer service. You've done. You've been a recreation director, probation attendant. I mean, you've done everything. You went to college. You got your bachelor's degree. You you did everything that you wanted to do. Have you done? Oh, is there more? Oh, of course there's more. There's more. <laughs> I'm only 74 years oh, old. Oh, right. 74 so. years young. Yes. There you go. 74 years young. Mm -hmm. And uh, I've had to be here at least another 40, 50 years okay. or whatever. So that's like more that. careers and like more things that. to do. Yes. I went to acupuncture school. I started there uh, when I was 56. Mm. And I finished around my 60th birthday. Okay. Um, and yes, there's, there's other things that I know. I want to do, and, uh, you know, much has been, been given me, and, and uh, so I have a lot more to give. Yes. Well, I want to let the listeners know a little bit more about the Village Health Foundation, okay? The VHF offers extensive and what many have deemed life-saving affordable services in holistic medicine as well as wellness counseling, classes in nutrition, healthy living, and healthy eating. There are also classes educating the community on decreasing the risk of preventable diseases such as diabetes, heart disease, breast cancer, and other cancers. Now, you started this in 2001. Here we are in 2013. How has that journey been for you? Oh, it's been um, nothing short of, short of uh, miraculous for me, too. Um, I'm, I'm in awe just about every day that I'm that I go to the clinic, uh, whether I'm working or not. And I'm listening to people just say it's amazing, mm -hmm. and I want to also add to the list of things that we do. Mm -hmm. It's based upon traditional Chinese medicine, and even though uh, we don't offer uh, any cures, what we do offer is ancillary services for people that are suffering from, from heart, heart disease or whatever, and particular cancer, to taking treatment, then, you know, nausea, vomiting, uh, even the spirits, the emotions, uh, all part of our protocol mm -hmm. as uh, licensed acupuncturists. Yes, especially as African Americans, we really need to take care of our blood. Yes. You know, and a lot of people ignore that. Right. Because we just inherit. You know, traits and tendencies. I, to I, have many... I have a feeling about those inheritances. What we inherit, I think, are <laughs> habits ah. that our folks not conducive to, to positivity. And I think with <laughs> intervention that, mm -hmm. that we can correct most of those mm -hmm. things, if not all of them. Mm -hmm. And by intervention, I'm saying mostly um, our illnesses are, are foodborne. Not as okay. in food poisoning, okay, but right. what it is that we consume uh, okay. on a daily basis. And mm -hmm. true, you know, my parents um, lived to be in their 90s. Dad was 91, my mom was 96, mm. and Aunt Liza that was 97. My grandmother was 93. Wow. Uh, and he said, well, they ate barbecue. And, well, yes, they did. <laughs> yes, they did. Yes. But uh, they ate what was... Um, what was good fed pork, range fed, even though they That's didn't call the it difference. that. Yes. And they didn't have hormones mm -hmm. to give them. They didn't have 
antibiotics to shoot them up mm -hmm. with. They weren't caged. They were out in the field. Mm -hmm. They got petted by the kids so mm -hmm. that they were in good disposition, mm -hmm. too. Mm -hmm. It all matters. You know? uh, oh, yeah. So uh, that it, it, it was different then. Mm -hmm. and, and if they were uh, here now, they would have to do just as I have, and that's make the adjustments to what it is that I eat and drink and consume, and I know that that's a vital part of, if not the most important thing that one can do for themselves. Mm -hmm. And um, we're here to guide them with that. Yes, we are. And, you know, and, and, and on the flip side of it, you know, I, I told you that I was a frequent flyer of <laughs> Jules Catch One yes. back in the day. I yes. lived right down the street, right yes. near Pico and West, and, you know, it was a safe haven back in the day actually yes. you know it was because I'm from New York mm -hmm. where there's everything and anything you can kind of get into exactly. but when I moved out here and I found that it was like family yes it was not just a club yes. people took care of each other True. it was a nurturing environment True. and you had fun True. Yes. you know and what I know you you started with the corner mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. then you grew and now you have half the block how was that journey? I mean, it must have been difficult for a young African-American woman back in the day. Uh, yeah, yeah, but, you know, I've been, been uh, successful in almost uh, forgetting that. Okay. And, I, and I don't let uh, that do anything, uh, the, the difficult parts, except for, for me to learn my lessons that mm -hmm. were obviously... Uh, put in front of me to learn from those experiences and to know that that uh, the best is still yet to come mm -hmm. for me mm -hmm. and that I was given uh, by the universe everything that I need to not only help myself through, through those um, problems and, 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 and not to minimize them either and also to to propel me into uh, helping others mm. uh, by, by being an example. You, know, mm -hmm. you can talk to people all you want to, but right. unless you say, well, you know, I've walked in those shoes, mm -hmm. similar ones, yours mm -hmm. maybe a little different, but I've walked in those shoes. Action. And um, everything from being arson to being, um, you know, harassed by neighbors, police, by... You know, it's still, you know, still it's going standing. on, you know, still homophobia standing. is still very live. Yes. So, and in, 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 in too, the, the big thing that has come to me now that I'm celebrating my 40th anniversary was how much I was able to grow and mature as a African-American lesbian mm -hmm. in a sea of... of um, where people didn't want you to exist at all, let alone to to show any kind of of what would appear to be success to mm -hmm. them. And uh, so that's been the, been the challenge. One of the things that I got from my folks by their journeys, by their migrations, when I look back on Sojourner Truth and Harriet Tubman yes, yes. and 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 other heroes, uh, Dorothy Hyde. Dr. Dorothy Hyde that founded the National Organization for, for Legal Women is that uh, I call them the, um, the two or three and there's other P's that I can <laughs> add on to it and that's patience mm. and perseverance mm. 
and then peace, you know, try to bring peace to yourself and that no matter what goes on, you know, around you, you know, do whatever you need to, to have the necessary peace that can provide then for, you know, forgiveness and moving on yes, from all that stuff yes. and not just stay in in the misery and the pity of, oh, this was done to me and that was done to me. You know, oh, if I was, and I grew up in the 40s, so uh, many, many times, when, and, a, and a family where my mom was fair and my dad was brown skin, but, you know, the darker skin uh, folks, myself, you know, I couldn't get a job even at, at black establishments, mm. you know, let they alone, want, they wanted to They wanted to pierce, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> they did. And so you can forget about about the department stores or, mm. or anybody else uh, wanting to hire us. So, mm. you know, this was, you know, I, I knew how to clean house, but mm -hmm. my mom made sure of that. Mm -hmm. Plus, I, when I was probably younger than, than nine, I was relieving you know, my aunts and my mom and whomever that was, um, would take off, you know, for a few days or whatever, then I went to, to clean, mm -hmm. as they called it, Miss Ann's Okay. House, you know, <laughs> and, uh, and, and knew how to do that. Yes. And, and do it well. Yes. So, yeah. Uh, and even my first year of, of uh, my freshman year at UCLA on Saturdays, one of my teachers that I had uh, from my junior high school called one of her her uh, sisters here, who, who was a teacher locally, and, and so I, on Saturdays I used to work cleaning her house. That's what I did, you know. And studying, you were studying and cleaning. Yes. Oh yeah. This is what we did in those days mm -hmm. because, well, it's 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 not the kids' fault, you know. Society has changed, and, and from from that transformation, um, you know, the, the kids are are different. Yes, you know, and that's what I try to impress upon kids because they have it so easy right now. They're given many things they don't appreciate the shoulders that they're standing on like yours that made it impossible for us to do things that we're doing. Yeah. And I said, that's why I come in. You're, you're absolutely going right now. And I feel so much great energy from you right now. Well, and, and it's up to us. Uh, there's an African proverb that uh, says that um, when the elders are lost, the adults are lost. Mm -hmm. And when the adults are lost, the youth and the children are lost. Mm -hmm. So uh, you ask me, you know, what's next for me? Yes. Well, it's already started. It started. And it started you know, a long time ago, mm -hmm. but I'm really feeling um, the necessity of passing on and sharing with the kids and the, youth, the adults first and yes, I'll take yes, it on yes. and do what you need to do with it. <laughs> but sharing that which I have, mm -hmm. that I know works mm -hmm. because not only have I seen it with me, but it was, it was like I said, I had seven siblings and none of us have been to jail and uh, all have been to some college and we have five of us that are graduates and three of us that did, did uh, post-graduate uh, work. So, it shows how important to me this this 
village concept mm -hmm. if we can't get it from familial lines then we have to we all have to pitching we, we gotta yes. we gotta make it yes happen. call the village back together yeah. yes yes so that was why i named it the village hills foundation mm -hmm. at the time i was thinking more so uh, indigenous medicine you know like you know i grew up with, with the, you know, the cast oil and, yes. and this acidity and whatever, yes. the, yes. you know, whatever they missed in that, <laughs> but we never missed any school. <laughs> right. You know, My grandma was if, big on that. She's <laughs> yeah. like, you will be in school. <laughs> oh, <laughs> they yes. ain't no okay. sick. Hey. <laughs> and then if you did think that, that they were kidding, then try staying home. <laughs> That's just like, well, you're going to feel the it same. It was harder work at home oh, than going you. to school. Thank you. Yeah. You're going to feel the same whether you're in the bed laying That's down right. or if you're here mopping these floors and doing the laundry and having dinner when I come home. Absolutely. So. So we're not taking the time out. I know that's right. That's the time I know out. that's right. It's not going to happen. Yes. Now this brings me to this this huge celebration, past, mm -hmm. present, and beyond. Your 40th anniversary of Jules Catch One Nightclub. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and, and it's not a memorial, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. <laughs> it's a continuance. It's a, yes. It's, All right. it's a rebirth. It's a resurrection. Yes. And I'm already starting to feel that people are calling about days when we're open mm. and so we want to we want to start being open more days mm -hmm. and we want to bring back uh, some of the things uh, and connecting with the kids so that we mm -hmm. modernize it too mm -hmm. but still have it so and this is going to be tricky you know, mm -hmm. but I, I feel this, like this it can't like be done. This is a landmark you know so you don't want to change it too much because we no. need to keep our history and you know, have the kids come up to that, yes, not go back to that. Exactly. But we have to have <clears> interest <throat> in that so that they can still get something out of it and mm -hmm. they can still uh, subliminally teach. Yes. And, yes. and give and share and yes. so up. Yes. I mean, this place is already time capsule. It's been in TV shows, it's been in films, sure. people use it for music videos. Sure. So, you know, we need the people to come on and do that again. Yes. Come on back. Yes. Right. Yes. <laughs> yes. And, and, and us to come back uh, to where, you know, the, the kids need to know not only about me, because I didn't start this, this thing. I started maybe the first this close mm -hmm. and then this proportion, mm -hmm. um, proportions that it, that it is. But there were little clubs, and it was night things, night uh, after hours. Yes. Things going back to the to the thirties that are on record, mm -hmm. and we're going to share that mm -hmm. at the uh, the big celebration. Mm -hmm. We're going to have a couple of breakout sessions on that Saturday for those that want to find out about the history of the game. Yes, yeah, just to note, this is a four-day celebration. It is. Yes, yes, yes. it's going to be expansive. I mean, you had it's going to be at the Las Vegas. I'm sorry, Los Angeles Hilton, the airport Hilton. That's where uh, Friday and Sunday will mm -hmm. be. But of course, we couldn't have a celebration at the Catch One without, doing without Saturday doing, night at, at the, the Catch, catch One. one. <laughs> you got to be at the source. That's what I wanted. Okay. You know, uh, <laughs> uh, and, that's and right. One of the reasons why uh, uh, the other thing uh, happening at the Hilton is because of logistics. And mm -hmm. then we'll be back here. We'll be Sunday with. Uh, the celebration with what's one of my favorite artists, and uh, she's uh, so gracious and so talented. 
and for you know worldwide go to www catch one c-a-t-c-h-o-n-e dot org mm -hmm. and the first thing up is jennifer lewis, jennifer lewis. Oh. and you can watch uh, some of the things that she did. She's been everybody's yes, mom. She's been black from Tina Turner to and will continue to be. <laughs> and continue. She's in the follow-up of the Tyler Perry movie yes. that she was and, uh, yes. and, and this is not her memorial either. Right. <laughs> she is, is going talented. strong. She can sing. She was one of the first dream girls yes. on Broadway. Yes. Uh, dance, sing, you name it. And we have her one-woman show. Oh, wow. That is hilarious. I've seen a couple of them, and she has a series yeah. of these stuff in that. Mm -hmm. selected one that I want that I'm not going to divulge. She's going to be what amazing. It is. I and she uh, informed us that she's writing a special song for us that's going to be oh, hilarious. Nice. So I'm waiting to nice. hear it. I'll, I'll be nice. sitting here. And want to get TC Carson's going to host? Yes, TC has been on uh, Living Single mm -hmm. as well as a ton of movies and TV shows himself, mm -hmm. too. So, uh, and then we have some surprise guests mm -hmm. that are going to show up okay. politicians. And of course, the most important guests are the people that, that were here when I first started that are still around. Mm -hmm. and, I'm in uh, line, I'm one. Yes. <laughs> As, as yes. well as those that have that are coming here now. Yes, yes. Uh, to, you know, it's it's a celebration. Let me ask you this: One of my mm -hmm. favorite DJs was Tony Powell. Will he be around? Tony Powell is here he in is. LA, but he won't yeah. be, uh, won't okay. be performing. He's uh, yeah. uh, he still has has shows here. I think on okay. on Fridays. Okay. okay, okay. But yeah, no, Tony. Yeah, was, I sweat uh, to him many times. With, with, <laughs> Yes, but we will have uh, Bobby Martin, who was one of our initial DJs, and wow. has all the music from from those times. Mm. We have DJ Ben, who is a current favorite, uh, and he played for us for lots of years and, and brought the music in. Uh, we have Sid Perry, who is uh, also an excellent house DJ. Mm -hmm. Uh, and in fact, he and Tony are appearing someplace in, in town here. Right. And I'll get that information right. for you too, right. because wow. I want you to check well, it out. I, I'm really so excited yeah. about this, and I, you know, I wish you continued success, blessings, and thank we just you. have to thank all what up soldiers with whatever we do. Thank you. And is there anything that we have not discussed that you love the listeners to know? I, I, I think we covered it yeah. pretty much. All I want to say is to folks that are listening locally. Uh, I have uh, one person that, that said that he was coming in from Paris that mm -hmm. was so, you know, worldwide. It's going to be international. Uh, uh, come, if not, you know, when you do get to town, yes. you know, look us up. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this has been an in-depth, personal, and on-the-spot moment, community spotlight with Miss Jewel Tice Williams. There'll be more right after this. Take care. Hey, what's up? This is Norm Adams, and you're listening to the Ultimate Underground Experience with Uncle Earl on KLED Live. Come. Explore your spirit. Therein lies your freedom. Hello, actors. Mariska Phillips brings her unique brand of acting coaching to Hollywood. You get 210% commitment 
scene breakdown and analysis, character development and exploration. She digs deep into your spirit to bring your characters to life. The Mariska Phillips Theatrical Preparatory. For more information, visit www.marishkaphillips.com. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, how you doing? I hope you enjoyed that deep down discussion with Ms. Jewel Tice Williams from The Catch One. I am still glowing and have so much energy from talking with her. She has so much knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. And this was a previously recorded uh, interview, of course, and the festivities were fantastic and fabulous. If you were not there, you missed a treat. And now we're going on to my new release, Are You Ready? DJ Enjoy featuring Uncle Earl. Enjoy.
special performance at the Pantages Theaters as a tribute to Marvin Gaye, and uh, Uncle Earl happened to be invited. So here's a little sneak peek into the world of Marvin Gaye.
needs and my, my problems and all these things and I can sink into depression and all. I can also look back and I can think of all the blessings I had. And my blessings actually outweigh all of the negative things that have uh, occurred in my life. It's that fact that obviously it makes me happiest of all. I know somebody
What's up, y'all? This is Zaya, and you're listening to Uncle Earl and the Underground Experience. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, how you doing? This is Uncle Earl, your host, Captain DJ of the Underground Experience here in not-so-sunny L.A. right now. I just witnessed an amazing performance tonight. I went to see a tribute to Marvin Gaye at the Pantages Theater, and I have one of the stellar performers in the cast. I don't know her, but you might. <laughs> no, her name is Allison Williams, and she's lovely. How you doing? How are you, Uncle Earl? I'm doing and very I'm well. And I'm so pleased to be here with the Underground Experience. Mm -hmm. But I want people to understand that we do know each other. We've known each other for years yes, and do. years and years. We go sway back. We go sway back. <laughs> we like car seats and so, hang out like wet clothes. I want you to, um, well, I just want to thank all the listeners for supporting him. Um, we, uh, we go way, way back, and we are family, friends, supporters, fans, and so much more, and brother and sister by right. Mm -hmm. And um, I say that with the utmost heartfelt feelings, and now we can go back to the kiki-ha-ha -ha that we do. Right. Continue to celebrate okay. the underground experience. Right. Now, he came to see me tonight in the show <laughs> My Brother Marvin at the Pantasia. I understudy Miss Lynn Whitfield, who plays the lead uh, as uh, Marvin Gaye's mother, Alberta Gaye, but I am her understudy. I originated the role uh, six years ago in uh, Washington, oh, D.C. <laughs> but I am here now to tell you that I not only understudy the um, lead role, but also played Glass night in the mm -hmm. concert series of the show yeah. and um, we do the thing like we do the thing and she did the thing she took that train all the way to Georgia the midnight train <laughs> went to Georgia tonight <laughs> and the underground experience that's right was and all the hubbub it. you hear we're at 24 kitchen 24 in Hollywood and I have another another young lady over here too I want you to say hello just say hi chillo darling <laughs> that's Miss Accent Gandhi singer actress playwright extraordinaire and not only that she's my dear friend and we had a chance to work on a play called tell hell i ain't coming <laughs> and we did that last fall and since that point we've become business partners right. and she has become an investor with the awp brand a All woman's right. prerogative yes. as well as diva palooza the concert series and i just want you to keep your ears and eyes open for awp as well as diva palooza because uncle earl will be covering uh, the upcoming events. Um, one of the things that AWB has spawned is a performance this weekend at the Apollo Theater with Melissa Morgan, Allison Williams, Mickey Howard, Monifa from the R&B Divas of Atlanta, and Melba Moore. Now, although it is going under the umbrella of Heart to Heart, assist, the sisterhood experience, it is um, still based on the blueprint of Diva Palooza. Uh, and in so much as to say that it is based in the imprint, the imprint means that artists like the ones that I have just mentioned, mm -hmm. myself and the other ladies, always need to be able to be to be remain relative and working along with our backline and our band and our uh, teams as uh, individual teams as well. And that is what this experience has uh, afforded us on the 25th of uh, May here uh, as we get back to New York. I'm in LA right now, but I will be traveling to New York in the morning. And so we reach out to all of those divas and all of those people I spoke of to uh, give them a, a, an embrace and a hug. And uh, we're going forward. And 
that is what this whole show is about. It's about Y'all see covering. she's a little shy, right? Yeah, I'm a little shy. I don't really talk well <laughs> without prompting. Wah, wah, wah. And, uh, you know, obviously, all I can say is that there is a, a part two, three, and maybe even four to this because Ooh. I can't all even right. really get into um, the things that Uncle Earl and I have mm. experienced where we come from and what makes us do what we do. And that's the right. real story, that's y'all. Story. But in the meantime, Uncle Earl, my mm-hmm. brother, Lacey Darrell, yeah. Phillips, uh-huh. I want to thank you for having me on board, mm-hmm. having accent, yes. and shouting us out, mm-hmm. and uh, keeping the uh, essence of what this industry is about alive. Thank live you. music, live mm-hmm. stage, film, television, it all comes together. We've experienced it all from some really wonderful places. That's right. And I love you. It's honoring the shoulders that we stand on. That's it. Honor, you know honoring the shoulders on, on which we stand. Mm-hmm. And we are here. Woo! See? It's always someone up, girl. You never know who's going to drop in, drop by, or... Or who's going to threaten to do an interview for three years, and now we have an Got her. Okay, y'all. We'll be back at you later. And, oh, say hi to Breck. Well, hello. He's just hanging out. All right. We'll talk to y'all later.
want to thank you for tuning in today. And as always, I wish you love, peace, and joy from Uncle Earl and the Underground Experience. Please do check out the website, www.ultimateunderground.com. That's www.ultimateunderground.com for news, updates, and information on what's going on in the movement. Also, we are an independently run radio show, and any donations would be highly appreciated. We have a PayPal account set up. L-A-C-Y-P-9 at gmail.com is the address. LaceyP9 at gmail.com. Anything you can give would help. A nickel, dime, quarter, dollar, thousand dollars, a million dollars. We'll take it. <laughs> but it all goes on to bringing you what I've been bringing you. We are independent, as I said, and it takes money to run things and keep things going and bring all this greatness to you. So I wish you much love. Thank you so much for your support up to now. And as always, love each other, love yourselves, and love our environment. We only have one of each. And um, I'll see you soon. Ciao.